You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into this. Welcome on the Chasing Points, y'all. We are going to be reviewing this week and what happened in a very quick fashion. We all have important things to do, of course, and we have things to accomplish. And Jordan, I'm glad that you're not in your basement or whatever that that cell that you were kept in back a month ago when you came on the show. We're joined yep. by Jordan. What's going on, Jordan? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I've uh, migrated above ground and have left the refugee camp known as the storage unit I was in. So, yeah. All right, and Thomas, man, glad to see you again for the second time today. We had our, our pregame show, of course, where we talked about starter sits over there on Fantasy Intervention. That's youtube.com slash Fantasy Intervention. Glad to have you and Thomas. How was your day? Well, I lost the home league, or at least I'm going to lose the home league because I still have to play against Derrick Henry. But the Baltimore Oof. Ravens not only won, uh, absolutely pumped the Chargers. So at the end of the day, that's right. Uh, I, I'll I'll take that. And they, I want to say this, Bateman, he looked good. He looked good. He dropped the one ball that led to the pick, but he had, what, four targets, five targets, caught three of them, 37 yards. Kind of what It was I like 21 yards. Him. It was like 21. Get out of here with the shot. Bateman trash. Let's go ahead and dive into this week. We have some quarterbacks. I mean, overall, all right. So real quick, before we get started actually on this, was there anybody that was a stud that outperformed their projection? projection this this week like we had we had jonathan taylor who had some late work right we had joe mixon you know cook i don't even know if i can consider him stud but sure we can go with cook we had we had cooper cup but overall this was a very disappointing week right yeah for the for the uh for the highlighters for the headliners rather when don people's jones is like the third fourth fifth like overall receiving (laughs) wide receiver on the week and it wasn't even the fact that he had volume necessarily. Like he he had a good week last. Like if this week would apply to last week, it would have been average, right? Or it would have been above average, but not great. It, it uh-huh. was a very disappointing week overall. So I mean, with that being said, like, is there anybody? Is there anybody that that outperformed your expectations? No offense. Yep. Right on. Right on cue. As we start the show, 11, 90, 97 yards and a touchdown. So. Khalil Herbert no killed fan. it for me today. Um, I was in a I was in a tough spot, had to start him, uh, but I felt good about it. And oh, that's uh, tight end one. He no got fan. He got the word done. Let's do it. T E one. No offense. Okay. Uh, so- other guy that other guy that surprised me was Bottle. Just I mean, getting thirteen targets is incredible. Um, he's really kind of starting to come into his own. In my opinion. I mean, he did that two three weeks ago. Like what? What's again? Yards. Again, frustrating with Waddle is that on those 10 receptions, he got 70 yards. Uh-huh. They once again went, hey, we're going to give you these targets and receptions, but I swear if you go more than seven and a half yards, 
I will bench you. So that's that's it. That's all. Well, I mean, Juju Smith Schuster's out, so somebody has to fill that role for the NFL. You know. Yeah, yeah, for well. the entire NFL, the the guy who yeah. catches no, you know, passes for no yards, essentially. But I mean, honestly, like they they have an oh, idea for AJ Waddle. Green. Yeah, I AJ want to Green, talk about AJ guy. Green a little bit. I, I, we will, we will. But for right now, let's let's focus on Waddle for one second because Waddle's somebody that people are going to have on the mm-hmm. edge of the rosters. Some people will end up having in a waiver. So let's cover this real quick, especially since it is dynasty. You know, is Waddle something that you want to move off of in dynasty, or something that you want to hold on to based off of? You know, previous weeks. Do you think you can sell him high at this point? What do you think you can get for him? Like, let's let's throw out a, a trade real quick. So let's say you get Cortland Sutton and a second round pick as an offer for Jalen Waddle if you have him. What are you thinking? Mm, I'm mm, I'm Tyler's over here. He's like, when Watson comes in, Waddle will be great. Oh I, my gosh! Uh, yeah, yeah. But but when Watson uh, goes to Denver, Sutton will be the goat. Um, no, nah, I. I don't know. I don't think I would move him for that because I don't have a reason to move uh-huh. him for that. Right? Like Sutton's That's great, like, but what's this what is the second round pick gonna do for you? So the only right. way I'm trading uh, Waddle if this is really advantageous to me, maybe. <laughs> or to get, I don't know, insert uh-huh. Trey Sermon as a great second round pick, guys. But if you're not gaining substantial, like if you work in tiers, right? If you if you're not right. moving up a significant tier or two trading waddle mm-hmm. after a game like that there's no point to do it the only thing that's like held that. him held him back is jacoby Brissett and an injury so uh, yeah I, i'm fine with this totally fine look if you're not trading deontay johnson right you're not trading waddle yeah they're playing the same yeah. role and producing the Great same comparison. way yeah they're playing the same way so if you're not trading deontay johnson for that which I mean, I would because I don't like Deontay Johnson, but Waddle has that still that ceiling we can we haven't seen yet. All right, I might ship him for a Khalil Herbert and a pick. Wait, what? <laughs> I might ship him for a Khalil Herbert and a pick. Stop. Trying, he's All trying right. to get on Tyler's good side. So let's go ahead and let's let's real quick let's review position by position and see if there's anybody that's anything of a shock or anything that we want to make moves on. I mean, Kirk Cousins once again had a good week. He's had yeah. doubts, but he was the quarterback one in at least six point per uh, passing touchdown quarterback leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is this something as to work two quarterback leagues? You should make a move for Cousins, yes or no? You should have already had him, but I mean, the only time you don't mm-hmm. want to play Cousins in a primetime game because death taxes and Kirk Cousins throwing up a donut. You, you should be going and getting him. You should have went and got him weeks ago. The offense is a good offense, and the Vikings defense is not very good. They'll always be yeah. in games where they need to score. He is he is the like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr are the two like number two quarterbacks in Superflex leagues that I want all the time because they're affordable and they will produce for you. Mm-hmm. Because Derek and they don't Carr get a lot of uh, and they don't do a lot of the four and five interception games that will absolutely take you out of a match. That floor is pretty consistent yeah. with them. They're not uh, and they're not Cousins, Mayfield, yeah. Yeah, and I mean Cousins has shown his ceiling is 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 QB one on on the week. Like he can sling it as much as as obnoxious as he is. That offense is built for him, and he's got well, guys like Thielen and Jefferson and Cook, who's a pass catching back, and you know those guys uh, in the backfield are no joke. So they really have to respect what uh, Kirk can do with his talent. QB 11, 19, 13, 6, 5, and ten in his career. They're like, yeah, go and get him. And Thielen's a baller. Jefferson's a baller. Mm-hmm. Osborne, baller. 
So Dude, he looks so good this week. We'll talk about fantastic. that here in a second. We'll talk about that here in a second, of yeah. course. Uh, with the injury to Gibson, right? Gibson, dude, that was really disappointing, especially for me, because I thought mm-hmm. Gibson was going to go off this week. It was a perfect situation. And then what? It was like the second or third drive. Gibson got hurt. Like he already was hurt, obviously, with the fracture to his shin. Um, it, it does not look good for Gibson. He played off adrenaline, I think, for the first few drives after that, but then really didn't see the field following. Is mm-hmm. Gibson something to really be concerned about? And should you move off of Gibson? Or are you still willing to hold on to him, especially after McKissick's performance? McKissick looked good. Uh, you know, it wasn't good for Washington, obviously, because they should never pass the ball this many times. But what was it? Uh, yeah, eight receptions, 65 yards. Uh, you know, it, what are we thinking over here with, with McKissick and with Gibson? Uh, if there was somebody in your league that still loves uh, Gibson – trade him whoa yeah because mm-hmm. i i don't think mm-hmm. look and here's why with with everything that they have in place there they're clearly comfortable rolling out other running backs to catch the ball which is again what we want from our running backs and now you have to hope that gibson puts up 20 plus carries scores once or twice and and ends up with three receptions right so take out what we love about him and take out his his touchdown, like his big touchdown games, yeah. and kind of even that out to variance. He's not as impressive as a fantasy option. If somebody out there loves him still, like loves him, go go and get go and get an upgrade. Personally, mm-hmm. leverage yeah. that. Like I I still love him as like I, I like him as a player. If I have him, I still want to have yeah. him. But I'm not relying on him to be this this breakout top 10 dynasty running back right now i'm just i'm just mm-hmm. not he just doesn't look like the player we we or doesn't look like he's going to get the chance to be the player that uh fantasy managers love so for me if i can yep. I'm, I'm trying to move on yeah All right. for me if go ahead jason no no i i i agree but like gibson like is still a he, he's a game breaker right he's somebody that should sure. actually be a major part of this offense should but Shit. he's consistently held back. They love McKissick for some reason. And and they drafted another guy that can go out and catch passes too. So it's it's really hard to really believe it. Gibson's overall ceiling, it looks bleak. That's just right. like hey, like I said, maybe you're the person that likes to to go and trade for him at, at this all-time low. There's this perfect situation where two things can meet perfectly yep. in the middle. So Absolutely. DeAndre Swift got people really nervous, including myself, right? Because I study this dose score, right? The dump off, con- yes. uh, dump off containment efficiency score. And DeAndre Swift was supposed to go ham this week. And I talked to one of my buddies. He watched the whole game. I still have to break down the game. And I have to figure out what the hell happened because, I mean, he was sitting with nothing. He was sitting with almost nothing up mm. until the last drive of the game. The last drive of the game, the Bengals went to prevent defense. I mean, did you guys watch the game first off? Was this something as to where DeAndre Swift needs to be like we need to take a deeper look at his role, or is this something as to where like you're not worried about it? Look, it's it's still the Detroit Lions, so they're gonna be there's gonna be rough instances, right? Mm-hmm. Only 13 carries, he only had 24 yards. The Bengals defense has not been terrible, but he like you said, it doesn't in fantasy football, it doesn't matter if it's garbage time or the first quarter. All that matters is that it happened, and Swift always has that two-minute warning, garbage time, dump-off possibility. 
he's still safe to expect a 14 plus point PPR stat line mm-hmm. season long, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Was he saved mm-hmm. by a touchdown? Sure. But in fantasy, that doesn't really matter as long as it, it happens. Right. Uh, I think that's a perfect sort of uh, comp for him. It's like expectation, excuse me. I think it's a perfect expectation for him. Um, I've tried to move him in several leagues, specifically to the Jamal Williams owners, um, trying to get them to double up. I think it, it pulls their, their their floor up a little bit, but nobody's bit yet. Um, I'm trying to move off of him and have him because I can spare running back, but uh, that's a tough call. Um, it's something to monitor. It is the Lions. They have, you know, they have more of a history of ruining A-level talent than they do of winning. So that's troublesome um, for me. I, I'm, <sighs> I'm not moving off of him. I, I want more of him. I want more mm-hmm. of him because this is this <sighs> offense won't always be stagnant with Goff, right? They they should get they should improve, and he he looks like a baller every time he's he's on the field. All right, yeah. so John sent me oh. this over here on Twitter, right? He sent me this over on Twitter. I'm like, yo, come join the chat. Make sure you hit subscribe, by the way, John, please. That'd be amazing. Make sure you hit subscribe, follow, show us some support. But, yeah, um, so he's in a bind because he's shooting for one of the last two playoff spots based on points scored in bottom half, and he has Collins tonight or A.J. AJ Brown. And this is tough because A.J. Brown's dealing with a sickness, and we loved A.J. Brown prior to the mm-hmm. to the week starting. Uh, to an extent, I mean, I was still nervous about him, but uh, Thomas especially was was gung ho. But now he has an illness that popped up. So do you go with Collins against Steelers? Who, by the way, the Steelers are dominant. And I mean, it, I think it really depends. John, can you actually send us what your projections are supposed to be as we go through this? And we kind of dissect it because I think your projections are going to be very, very important as to where we decide to go with this. If it's mm-hmm. something as to where, like, hey, your projections are close, we might opt to, to go with Collins, but I kind of want to know where you sit. With that being said, Jordan, let's start out with you. Where are you sitting with this one? I'm going with Alex Collins. Um, I know what I've gotten for five weeks from A.J. Brown, which has been a festering bowl of dog snot, um, which is nothing. So I'm going with Collins. It's not the best play in the world. These, this is, I mean, John, yeah, you are in a tough spot here. Um, I know that Alex Collins is not dealing with an injury, and I know that Alex Collins is not dealing with a, a sickness. So for that alone, and he's guaranteed more touches, more likely, as a running back, I'm going with him. 15, 15 carries and three targets uh, against mm-hmm. the Rams for a whopping 9.2 fantasy points. No thanks. Uh, look, John, if if you're going to be close, and you just and you just need, you know that that little bit to to help seal it. Sure, I would play Collins. If there's any risk of you losing this game by eight or ten points, I am playing AJ Brown. At least with AJ Brown, what you can do is if he is out, you can go and get a Chester Rogers. You can go and get uh, a McNichols, another player, right to to help probably put up the same points. As, as Collins has the same kind of shot to put up against mm-hmm. the Steelers defense with Geno Smith, I would still look to play A.J. Brown personally because I never play for the floor. And sometimes that bites you, but that's that's the thrill of it all. Mm-hmm. John, like I said, the best situation you could do is actually put us, you know, put your, your matchup in the chat. Let us know what you're projected to do versus what – uh, we would like to do, but let's go ahead and hop on to this next section real quick. Ooh, Cowboys seal it. 
Oh, do they? They would. All right, yep. so let's hop over to wide receivers. Don Peoples-Jones is somebody who tends to break out from time to time. Is he somebody that you're looking to pick up off of waivers this week or somebody who you just want to, like, just let him sit and, and let things happen? Because, I mean – Odell Beckham's not it. Like, he is not the dude. And for some weird reason, this is the weirdest thing in the entire world. I'm not talking about just for for actually Odell, right? I'm talking about for all of Baker's passes. For some reason, they are better when Odell is off the field versus on the field. And I don't know why. I have no idea why this happens. It is so bizarre to me that Baker Mayfield is actually more accurate when Odell is not on the field. Yeah. To all of his wide receivers, and it's not even close. Like why gets, is this happening? Feet. What what's yeah, but well, why is he accurate when he's when when well, Odell's look, not on the field? Look, um Baker's just not a great fantasy option at quarterback. We're so moving on from the, Baker. We're the talking idea, about no, listen, listen, listen. The idea of any Browns wide receiver being a sustainable fantasy option is kind of null and void. The only one that was was Jarvis Landry when he was healthy. If you're if you're really being honest with yourself, Peoples Jones looks like the best receiver on their roster. So he's at least worth a pickup. He uh-huh. does when he has the ball in his hands, he can break ta- he literally made uh, I think it was Alford look like a toddler when they run across the living room and slap their head against the table and fall over. That is what he looked like, and Peoples Jones bowled him over—a toddler smacking into a wall. Uh, He—he's physical; he can catch on the sidelines. He has speed. I think that when they move on from Odell in the offseason, which I think they for sure will, I think they can move on from Landry as well. Peoples Jones is a player you need to pick up and put at the end of your bench. Absolutely agree. He's earning—he's earning targets, and and Higgins is kind of trash too. So. 6'2", 200 pounds, played at Michigan, so he's used to talent. I mean, the guy's a stud. Okay. Um, I, dis- I disagree with this this statement for – and I'll tell – I will – let me pull it up for a second. I'll tell you why. Wait, what's the statement? It's Baker was without both offensive tackles, Landry Hunt, Chubb. Baker should be in the Cousins and Carr area, which essentially is saying like he should be yeah. better, like he should have to pass essentially, should. but you still have a bunch of risk. He, like you still have a lot definitely, of risk. He definitely should be, but Baker Mayfield quarterback 18, 18, and 16. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Baker Mayfield at his price. Don't All right, care. so now that we're not talking about quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, Dynasty, that's on. what I mean in Dynasty. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want him at his price. I will never have him at his price. People still love him and view him as that high end. I don't see it. All right, so what do we do with KJ Osborne? He had limited targets. He was 3 for 4 for 97 and a touchdown. What do we do with, with Osborne? Because, like, he is on and off every – I'm sorry, he was 6 for 7. I apologize. 6 for 7 for 78 and a touchdown. I was looking at him. So is this a guy that we can depend upon, like, from week to week to get volume? I mean, like, Cook can't stay healthy. Like, what do we do with KJ Osborne? Flex, well, flex here's him. here's here's the problem. 14 points, 20 points, 19 points, but he had 4.6, 6.6, and 4.4 the three previous mm-hmm. weeks against decent matchups, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit. He's, and he did have um, seven targets against Cleveland, so it's like he was getting the if ball. You need, he's one of those players that if you need a bye week injury start, you can play him, but mm-hmm. other than that, it, I'm not into him. He's a fine wide receiver three. Sure. 
I mean, if you got him, roll him out there. He's in your flex spot. If you're but he's relying you on down him most weeks, you, right? Yeah, if you're relying on him to win you games, you're screwed. I mean, there's no way around it. He's not going to win you yeah. the games. Good floor player, but mm-mm. all right. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think he's an emergency hold. play at best. Yeah, and in dynasty, I think he's a hold. See what happens with Minnesota's wide receivers in the in the, in the off season. I think he's the talent's there, but he's a, a small wide receiver. So, all right. So we saw week three, week four, week five, right, where he gave you nothing. He's not a mm. roster clock for you guys. Like he's not somebody that that's going to end up just you know ruining your your bench because like you hold on to him for too long. Or is this something that's where you like you have to hold him and see what happens? Well, part of the problem is why you have to hold him is because there's 15 players either on IR or bye weeks right now for pretty much everyone. So chances are, if you have him, you're not really having your roster clogged unless you still have two mm-hmm. IR spots, right? Which would be yeah. an abomination of of uh, league manager, like manager mm-hmm. of the league. So you kind of are forced to have right now. You might even be able to move him for like a third or fourth round pick, which would be a plus for me personally. Yeah, absolutely. So, Cause I mean, the other guys you're, you're pushing them around and the tier with is like, I mean, who Cole Bisley, uh, Tyler Boyd right now. Can. I mean, Boyd's yeah. Boyd's on the down downside. Right. But, you know, Boyd has shown it at least in the past. I, I don't know. I mean, if you've got him on your roster, you're playing him as a flex. You're probably not playing him at all. There's nobody you're going to choose to play him over on your team. And if you do, then that person's trouble. Who would you rather have right now? KJ Osborne or Robert Woods? Trees. <laughs> I mean, he went right back to the stage he was at prior to, right? Like, I mean, it, why is it? Why is it so much out of question? I mean, dude, mm-hmm. KJ Osborne's had three weeks this season. Out of six that have been through the roof, Robert Woods yep. said one, right? One. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait. I can, well, just, I mean, the goats. The goats. Can we have Tyler check the, da- the data real quick? Like real quick, Tyler. How many so weeks could you start, Tyler Woods? I mean, I'm sorry, Robert Woods. So far this this season, I just want to check. Like you know, two. as we're talking about it, five. You could, two. You could start in five weeks. Uh, so we've got 12.4, 12, 6.8, 14.8, 27, and 11.1. Yeah, he's been fine. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, Cooper Cup's just the GOAT, and people got to realize and recognize. Give and me the Coop's one cup. About. I'm just yeah. kidding, of course. Oh. I, I'm, I'm being a troll at this point. You called it right off the bat, Jordan. All right, one Bobby more person I want to talk about is, is like, I want to talk about a, a tier, and I want to talk about some waiver wire pickups that could possibly happen this week. Very briefly, I don't want to dive too much into it, but I want to bring up Jamal Agnew. I want to bring up Alan Lazard. I want to bring up, uh, let's see, Quez Watkins. Out of these three players, if they're on your waivers, are you picking any one of these guys up? Let's just say they're in a shallow dynasty league. Not crazy shallow. Let's say 20, 24 players, right? Are you sitting there wanting to invest in any one of these younger guys outside of Lazard in hopes that they could actually become something in one of these offenses. Once again, that's Agnew Lazard. And who was the other one I said? Watkins. Yeah. Uh, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. Quez is the only guy that I would commit yeah. more than like three fab for. And even still, like I might push five because yeah. I've, I likely have him already. Um, but yep. if you're not, if, if you don't are like, if he is on your waiver wire, he's at least worth like a, a four or five fab because Rieger's not it. I think it's pretty clear to see every time he misplays a ball or <laughs> drops one that he's not it. You're making Quez blush, actually dude. has, he, he has, he at least Quez has like a one touch and go 
possibility where yeah like he's worth it the other guys like lazard i think i've seen enough from him uh to to know that i don't really want to hold him he is to me a roster clogger like his big play yeah, was a, a shovel pass on like the three yard line i don't care um he they're all worth you know one fab bids because again everyone's on ir and everyone's on bye weeks so you need playable bodies then sure but for Dynasty, also... I think we've seen and Agnew is a career kick returner that yeah. Urban Meyer is using because he couldn't draft Tony. So I I don't know it. I yeah, I think you're chasing points if you go after them. Thank you. What the hell is happening to the yep. tight end position? Roll credits. Um, what is happening to it? The same thing that it always happens. Like no elite, no this elite, is not the same. And elite elite and then a bunch of weird stuff. Wait, wait, yeah. which elite tight ends did something this week? Well, Kelsey still put up no, 21. T1 fan, uh, Noah Fant. Uh, yeah, tight end one, Noah Fant. I mean, Mark Andrews 27 did fantasy thing. points. 20.3. Yep. Kelsey Hawkinson, did his 19. thing. Hawk, 19.4. Like, these, that's all what Not dead yet, OJ Howard. Mike G, I came out of nowhere because Parker wasn't playing. So, yeah, I don't know. The same thing. It's like names it's that you expect precious. in that top eight. Names you expect in that top eight, and then a bunch of like sprinkled in. Why are you still here, bro? Although yeah, Schultz, okay. Schultz, Schultz, is, Schultz, Schultz has been a baller all year. So. Schultz and Knox are the two surprises for me at tight end this year. Uh, I mean, Knox not totally a tight end. I, I I really liked him as one of those like also ran guys in the middle of the pack that I could get value out of a tight end, and, and it's paying off. Um, volume leaves something to be desired, but he's proving his value in the red zone. Um, that can't be matched. He's stealing, stealing touchdowns from the rest of the Buffalo wide receivers. So he's a guy that I've really looked to um, kind of acquire in leagues where I can wrangle him loose from any manager. God, but I mean, all right. So Kelsey did something right. And it was at the tail end of the game during garbage time for the most part. And it was should be garbage time for Washington, but somehow it still mm-hmm. became garbage time for the chiefs. I don't he know how it was hurt did. too. He was holding his hand. He was at not hundred percent. Very, very end tail of end of the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sitting there, look, Gasicki had a great game. I mean, Gasicki's had a couple Jones. of big weeks. He does that when Parker's out, and and when Parker's in, mm-hmm. right for the most part, he doesn't do much of anything. Gasicki's the type of player you just can't watch the box. I mean, I don't really want to watch the Dolphins play football anyway. But for fantasy purposes, he's just a guy you just put him in and just check at the end of the day, and you're either yeah. gonna be really happy or totally. really bummed. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and, yep. and finish out this episode. I want to talk about a player that should be on the trade block as it is uh, as a top performer, but he might it might be the wrong time to trade him. However, in Dynasty, like this is where you either make or break like your entire rest of your, your next couple of years for a lot of cases. That's Cream Hunt, mm-hmm. right? There's still believers in Cream Hunt. For example, like I believed in Cremont all the way up until, you know, what happened and seeing him, you know, pretty much limping off the field got me a little bit nervous, but I still believe that he's going to be a top end prospect. It's just like, I'm not going to end up paying the top price. Like, Hey, early second round pick, I'll pay it all day. But for the most part, I'm going to sit there and look for, you know, other players to acquire. And if I have Cremont, if somebody offers me a first round pick because they, they see him coming back, maybe Nick Chubb misses some time. I'm, I'm willing to move him. So, Cream Hunt, uh, what is the RB5 prior to this week? Where do you guys value him in Dynasty Leagues? And what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to take if you uh, ha- if you roster him? Look, he's one of those weird players where I don't think I could take like two seconds for him, but I know I'm never going to get a one. 
So like this was the game with with Chubb being out that if he could have played through the whole thing and done well or even scored, I think was a time you could have maybe moved him for a one or an injured running back. So you could have put like Kareem Hunt Cam player. No, like if you could have put Kareem Hunt and insert, I don't know, a receiver and gone and get a Montgomery, right? Oh, Who's sure. Yeah. Injured. Okay. Sure. I would have been able to do that. I would have been super happy. I say that because I've seen it happen prior to this game. It happened last week. That's the type of move, shout out Big Billy, that I would have been looking to move after this game. However, the injury now, you're stuck holding on to him again. Yeah. And just hoping when he comes back, he can replicate some of that high-end value to move off of him in the offseason. Because he's under contract there. Like What you're yep. seeing from him is what you're going to get. He he Right now, he's, he's an RB22 to 24 for Dynasty. He's just not, he's not mm-hmm. it. There's no way you could get Cam Akers for him right now, right? Like it, it was before this game where you could have gotten Cam Akers, but not yes. Yeah. Yes, I think correct. that's what I think that's, that's what, what Jordan was, was saying. Like, like hop, like adding on to when I said like if this would have happened or you tried to do it last week, sure you might have been able to do that for for the manager that has Cam Akers, but now you're you're just stuck with Cream Hunt, and it sucks because mm-hmm. people really relying on him and what he was able to do with so many running backs going down. Now he just joins them, and it's sad. It sucks. Yep, he almost becomes a major piece of the roster block blockade because you don't know what to do with them anymore you, you unless you can ir him and that's it exactly that's it like you're kind of almost hoping he gets ir'd so you know that for three weeks you can move him and not have him take up a roster spot right yep. but it's and 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 i i think i said this before we went on air this doesn't mean go and and jump for dearness johnson because we we saw that last year chubb and hunt were gone and dearness johnson was awful don't don't put all your eggs in that basket. If anybody, it's it's Dimitri Felton, who is a yes. rookie since it is Dynasty, of course, and you want to invest your, your tokens in there. Meanwhile, you have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham moving on. Dimitri mm-hmm. Felton could actually move on to be the slot receiver there, which, you know, Felton course, was lining up, lining up out wide, catching screen passes today. That's, like, that's what, what you That's what you want. That's that's. That's what you want in, in dynasties, a player that can do that. And they, they line him up at wide receiver from time to time already. Now you're going to give him an increased workload. Dearness Johnson ain't it. So Felton is definitely the guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the thing with like Felton, right? Like he he's very controversial, but overall I feel like he could end up like getting you there, especially after going on to. Why is he controversial? Well, because people don't want to roster this guy on the back end of your like of your rosters because he does have a limited snap, snap share. Yeah, well, welcome to ten IR spots, bro. <laughs> you need them. You need them. You, well, I mean, you gotta have them right now. If you were like part of fantasy points, though, like you wouldn't even have an argument. Like fantasy points supports Matrix Pelton. Like they one hundred percent are on board with this. If mm-hmm. Cream Hunt does end up missing time, not only just because it's you know taking over the role for Cream Hunt, but like fantasy points is 100% behind him being an asset in dynasty, which is why you have to go check out fantasy points. It's actually like, it's one of the best websites it's ever been part of. Mm-hmm. They've been writing articles about it all the time. Like, they, like literally that's all they've been talking about on Twitter. You guys go check it out. And then if you actually go sign up for their site, it's actually 21 DHH 10, right? You want oh, two stop dimes? it. Here he is. Here's Tyler. Oh, Tyler, you're ruining my thing by putting this, this thing up here. Like, no, if you guys go check out 21DHH10 over there on Fantasy Points, you guys will actually 
get a whole boatload of stuff, like a whole bunch of like, you know, fun additives on there. Uh, go make sure you guys check out Fantasy Points and use promo code 21DHH10. And you'll get two dynasty buys of each one of us as mm-hmm. an addition. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to go ahead and go with that. Mm-hmm. Give me two dynasty buys. So you want us to give you two players that uh, you should be going out and buying a dynasty? Oh, I thought he said buying each one at? of us. No, no, he's buying each one of us twice. I'm pretty sure that's what he's saying. Give me no. two dynasty buys, <laughs> each of you. Of course not. I'm just kidding. Of course, yes. Go on. Okay, look. <clears throat> For me, I'm going to keep it real simple. Number one is Rashad Bateman. Six targets, four receptions for 29 yards. The one went off his hands. He had 30-plus yards in front of him. Deep slant route. Sammy Watkins is hurt. That was his first game. I believe he saw 28 of the first 32 offensive snaps that the Ravens ran. Go and get him now before he does have a blow-up game. There's somebody out there that is disappointed with his performance. Number two is Elijah Mitchell, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. They were on bye week this week. Okay, it's clear that when he's healthy, he's the running back that they want to play out there. Trey Sermon is dog do. He gets outsnapped by uh, their fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Go and pick him up. He was on bye week. Probably going to be able to get him for a reasonable price. I don't really care about Jeff Wilson. Those are two players that you should be able to get at a decently reasonable price for Dynasty that you can stash. Okay. Jordan, go That's ahead. Good. Well, he stole Bateman from me. That was a fantastic one, but I knew he was going to go there. Go, Birds. Um, so I'm gonna just going to uh, saddle up on my boy here, Khalil Herbert. I like what I've seen out of him in limited opportunities so far. I do not trust anything that's going on in Chicago, just like I do not trust a deep dish as a pizza. It's not real. Um, and the people behind the scenes are just simply not preparing, preparing that right. So I think he's got all the talent in the world. Um, go and get him. Running backs, eh, they're hard to, to come by, so go and snatch him up. On the wide receiver end, like I said, he took Bateman. The other guy who I may keep an eye on that, I mean, talent pops, opportunity still needs to present itself a little bit, but he was on the field today, Diami Brown with the uh, Washington no-names. Um, it's going to be cheap. I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater, but I do see a lot of talent and opportunity coming along the lines for him. That's a team that has not had a number two wide receiver, more or less a number one wide receiver uh, in a couple of decades. Um, until Terry McLaurin came along. So look for him in Dynasty, uh, end of the season, and uh, next year. I love that. All right, so I'm going to go with Tyree Jackson over there for the Eagles. Eagles like to use two tight end sets. Tyree Jackson's coming back from IR. Uh, did he come back? Yeah, he's come back this upcoming week. He's uh, somebody that, that shit off in the preseason. And <coughs> by the way, when it comes to Dynasty, you would have to dive deep. Like, like I'm not – I'm not going to give you guys players that you should trade for because I feel like everybody knows those players you should trade. So I'm going to give you guys. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, by the way, you should pick up DeAndre Swift. I'm just telling you they're going to have a different quarterback. Their offensive line is going to be healthy and he's going to be really good. Um, No, I'm going to give you guys Tyree Jackson as somebody stashed in the back (sighs) of the waivers. About this time last or two years ago, I gave you Logan Thomas who was still free agent at the time he signed Washington. I was all on board right around June. I think Tyree Jackson could end up being that player this upcoming year. Dawson Knox is my player in 2020. Um, so this year I'm giving you guys Tyree Jackson. I think he's going to be a stud. And I think that he has speed uh, along with the athleticism and length to make things happen if they're the tight end position. As for the wide receiver position, it gets a little more difficult. It's like, hey, do you want to, you know, put your, your you know, like you want to impale like uh, a take over there, or do you want to 
Ross, somebody that, that gives you some opportunity. And so I'm going to go AJ Dillon. I think his value has been dropping <clears throat> from the off season. I was so like, ready for you to say Colin Johnson. I was thinking like, about that it, was but, such a no. lead in to, to, to troll <laughs> right there. And I expected it. Well played, sir. So yeah, no, you know, all right. So we <laughs> talked about it this morning. All right. There's two different types of, of dynasty players to chat. You have players that you want to root for, right? You have players that you want to be good, but you have nothing to back it up. Like you, Oh, he made a couple catches. Uh, he's tall. And he can win jump. Like, that's not what I base yeah. my analysis off of. But I'm going to root for Colin Johnson the entire time. Colin Johnson is one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. And I hope that he makes in the NFL. But is he somebody that I believe will make it? I think that's up to his work ethic and his ability to get in and out. Right? There, there's multiple things. But a guy like Kadarius Tony, nobody else likes him. But I think that he has all the ability to make it. Regardless, let's throw that out the window. I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon. Uh, somebody that people are starting to sleep on, which you can trade probably a second round pick for when the draft rolls around, or maybe a team wants to rebuild and you want to try to move. And they're like, Hey, uh, Jones is signed for another two or a year and a half. Well, he's technically signed for multiple years, but mm-hmm. they can void the contract and move on. But every team's starting to move to a two RB system. So mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking that AJ Dillon is somebody that you guys should offer a late second round pick. If you're on a winning team, you want to make sure that you ensure that you have a RB one towards tail end of the season, just in case somebody gets hurt or, uh, you know, you, you want to ensure your future. And I think AJ Dillon mm-hmm. is part of the future. They've already shown they want to evolve them. It's something as to where like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to acquire as much AJ Dillon as, as humanly as humanly possible. So go AJ Dillon. That's my dynasty acquisition. Um, I, think I think especially in um, leagues where you may have a shot and you might have the other AJ Aaron Jones. If you AJ Dillon could be a good target to really give you some insurance down the long run. Go ahead, Thomas. I want to piggyback off that and also add uh, Jordan Love too. You should definitely be on your targets to go and get Aaron Rodgers. Looks like he's just going out there to give a giant f you to Green Bay, and he's gone. Whether he retires or he takes off, uh, go and go and get uh, go and get Jordan Love before he steps into a game. Aaron Rodgers looks like an shot. NBA player who's demanded a trade. It's just like angry like Carmelo at the yeah angry Carmelo at the end of the Knicks era. He's just out there. Uh, as I think it was I think it was more like the end of the Nuggets era at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna, Aaron Rodgers is going to go somewhere else and inflict as much pain on the NFL as he can and give a giant double bird to Lafleur the entire time. So, so why not go, go acquire Aaron Rodgers? Because Jordan Love is cheaper. Is he though? Yes. Wherever Rodgers goes, you're gonna pay through the nose to get him. Not even that. Just try and go get him now. No yes. way. People he held on to him from the whole like I might retire thing. That they're 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 just strapped on. They're hugging him. They're not letting him go. Yeah. It's a. Marlowe said in the wire, the price of the bricks going up on that one. The minute Rogers moves, right? Because look, look at the look at the legitimate places that Aaron Rodgers could go. Right, so Pittsburgh, Denver, Miami, Washington, Washington, exactly. You think someone's gonna like? They're either gonna try to win a championship with him on the roster and have him retire and like give him a send off, or they're gonna pick him up and he's gonna go somewhere with kind of better weapons. Mm-hmm. Just missing Adams, so it's like, nah, right, good luck. But go get love. Adams your is a free agent, one. right? Isn't he a free agent? I think they're going to be a package deal, I, unless uh, they franchise him. I'm not sure if they can. I think All they right. might be able to franchise him, but I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the franchise tag and how it works. It like changes every year. I don't get it. 
We'll talk about it later. All right, so let's go ahead and get out of here, guys. Let everybody know where to find you. We'll start out with Jordan. Find me uh, on Twitter at SantosLHelper83. Uh, find all of my excellent work at uh, Fantasy Intervention and join our circle on join our circle underscore on Twitter. You can catch me every even week doing chasing points here on the lovely YouTube and Twitter shows. Uh, I may be uh, popping up other places, so keep your eye on the Twitter machines. Hell yeah. Uh, you got something going on with the NBA, right? Yeah, I'll be covering the NBA, uh, Washington Wizards for Fantasy Pros. So uh, if you like really bad Eastern Conference basketball, uh, go ahead and give me a follow, and I'll give you all the most pressing Wizards updates that we have. Uh, it will exclude Brad Beal's vaccination status because we're not. <laughs> all right, Thomas, what you got, man? Shout out Gilbert Arenas. Uh, look, you can find me Tuesday, Fantasy Walkabout. You can find me Friday, Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast. You can catch me Sunday mornings with Chase so I can give you horrific start and sit advice if you go by what I said today. And then you can catch me here every other, every uh, even week here with uh, Chase and Jordan doing this Chase and Points, annoying Tyler with my Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, he's trash, kid. Uh, stuff and of course you can find my work with Trophy Smack, Fantasy Intervention, and Dynasty Vipers so do that oh, even on man. TikTok over there, Thomas Tipple FF I'm, I'm all over the place Dude, y'all are going to get tired you're going to launch your TikTok you're going to launch your TikTok your tick- TikTok TikTok Annunciation so, I don't know, what are you sipping uh, on over there, Chase? Gasoline? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit TikTok you're it's launching your TikTok it's, it's called TikTok right, we're flip, going TikTok flip Anyways, you know, y'all can get check us out over there at Fantasy Intervention. (laughs) And of course, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you all for letting us intervene with your fantasy football life.